Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Hello, everyone. I am Michael Anthony Ingram, and welcome to the program. My special guest today hails from the beautiful country of Ireland. His name is Gordon Ferris. Hello, Gordon. Bring him on. Hello, Hello, Gordon. Yes, we're on the air. We're on the air. That's great. All right, all right. How are you today? Okay. Fine, yeah, grand. Not a problem. Not a problem now. Oh. All right, are you okay today? I am, Hello? yeah, I'm fine, yeah. I'm fine. Can you hear me? Yeah? Okay. I can hear you, yes, can it's you perfect. Okay. I can hear you. Okay. I know <laughs> you're across the seas, but I can hear you perfectly. Yeah. You can still hear me. All right. All right. Let's begin our poetic journey, all right? Okay, right, all right, start. All right. What is poetry? Um... Well, to me now, there's an old saying that um, a poet is a person who in a lifetime of standing out in thunderstorms manages to be hit by lightning five or six times, 20 or 30 times might be even better. It's, it's, it's in that way that most people see poetry. Mm-hmm. But Tell but, me a little bit more. Go ahead. That's it. that's how most people see poetry, being in light, All right. standing out in the standing out in the field of inspiration, waiting for the muse to strike. But for me, all it's right. nothing as dramatic. For me, it's nothing like that at all. Okay. It's it's my way of understanding the world around me, all the wonders I see, and all the mundane parts of life. Mm-hmm. The mundane parts oh. do have their own wonder. All can be made plain for all to see through poetry. They can, be right, drawn from like anywhere. they can be drawn from anywhere. A simple conversation overheard, the sight of leaves blowing on the wind, or the facial expression of two lovers talking and how they look at each other. It can be personal or, or every other aspect of life. That's, mm-hmm. that's the way I see it. That's the way I see it anyway. All right. Very nice. Okay. Very nice. Why, why is poetry important, my friend? Uh... Poetry gives us a, it gives us a, a different view of the world, a more illuminating way of seeing life, especially in the modern world. If if we allow it, it lets us see other people's other people's worlds, and we can better empathise with the, with what's happening in their lives. It lets us see the world through other people's eyes, be it good or bad. Mm, very nice. As you think about your body of work, what are some of the predominant themes? Uh, let's see. I'd, I'd say fa- family, family and loved ones, probably. You know, and mm-hmm. I'd say a predominant pre- predominant theme in in mine would be self doubt. How I think I'm seen by the world, you know. Are mm-hmm. Which, if you think about it, it in reality, is, is how I really see myself. Oh, and my, my children, mm-hmm. especially my daughter, who's had a battle with illness over the last 12 years. I'm writing a series of poems about her at the moment, about everything that she's had to go through and the, and the spirit on which she's dealt with it. You know? All right. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I understand. Please share a poem. Okay. Uh, let me see. Um, let's see. I have a poem here called Questions. In broken English, thank you so much. You enjoy your day, sir. Earnest and heartfelt, 
beauty and a joy for life in our eyes. What horrors has she left behind in our homeland to have such joy after now just living? She's travelled across many treacherous seas, suffering many humiliations, degraded beyond what any human should endure. Why should the words of any God-warbler induce you to kneel before them when you witness what's done in its name? I wonder if a world with no lines dividing or doctrine guiding only stirred by what's already inside us and what, by instinct, we know. Would they still have to leave their land abandoned by all they know? Would they still have to live the nightmare of lost hearts in a distant land? Okay. Wow, that was beautiful, Gordon. That was beautiful. Very heartfelt. Now, when you write a poem, how does it begin for you? with an idea, a form, or an image? Um, probably, probably a bit of, a bit of, a bit of all, you know? Mm-hmm. I, 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 seldom, I, I seldom use strict poetic form. I, I actually used, I, I would use the strict Poetic form in, in in exercises, but in the actual poems itself, now I, I would write them, start writing them, and uh, free free, and I would finish them. You know, I would I would I would very seldom use the use use the form. All right, you know, I understand. So it's primarily free verse. Free verse. Free verse primarily, you know. I do use strict form, like the sonnet and the vinyl in particular, but I, I, I use them in exercises, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can, but, um, for me, a, a poem could start from, from anywhere at any time. It could, it could but, but I would normally just do, the, do the, the sketch of it and I would finish it, you know, at home, you know, it, it could it mm-hmm. start anywhere, anywhere at all, you know. Yes, yes. Um, all great writers have great writing influences. Who are some of yours, and what makes them special in your eyes, my friend? Uh, there's probably there's a lot. There'll be a lot there to mention. There, you know, I'd say um, I'd say probably. Tennessee Williams, I know they're not poets now, you know, but they, they, they would have been the people that would have started me off writing for us. Like so the, Tennessee Williams and, and Eugene O'Neill and John Steinbeck would have been the three that would have started me off interested in, 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 in writing, you know. There, mm-hmm. There's, there's uh, if, if, if you listen to some of, the, some of the language used in Tennessee Williams' play, say The Glass Menagerie or something like that, a lot of the dialogue in that now, in my opinion, is actually poetry, you know? Wow. Tell D. me H. more about D. that. D.H. D. Lawrence and John Steinbeck would be the same, you know? There's, there's a poetry in their language, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say the poets that probably got me, got me really interested in poetry and that, and that I admire to this day is... Now, there's no similarity between any of these. Now, they're just people that, that appeal to me. The likes of Keats and William Blake, you know, and mm-hmm. Sylvia Plath and Stanley Kunitz, you know, poets po- mm-hmm. that I love. Donald Hall and our own Paul and Meehan, you know. They'd be mm-hmm. just just a few, you know. And Now, if, if, you, if you had to choose someone as your poetic mentor, who would you choose? Um, a person that has been a mentor to me now for the last while now has been an Irish poet here, Fiona Bulger. She she, she has been helped. She's helped helped me a great deal. You know, mm-hmm. she. I've I've known her for a number of years now. We were together with the, the Dublin Writers Group that that was facilitated by her and another poet, Anne Tannum. And both of them and this group 
helped me out an awful lot over the year, over the years, you know. Then more or less mm-hmm. brought me out of my shell, out of my shell, and they encouraged me in any any writing I was doing, you know. Yes, they were kind of the first people to to, to really uh, encourage me, you know, mm-hmm. and and they're the first people that that I read in public in front of, you know. Yes, and and they encouraged me to this day, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, encouragement is so important as you're writing. Oh, it is, yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Please share another poem. I'll have a look now, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll read a poem that's about the, about this war that's going on now at the moment. It's it's just my my reaction to it when it started first, you know. It's called the worst thing about the about this war. The worst thing about this war is how the people look like you and I. How we can look at the sky and not fear what's falling on us. How they can all leave except for men of fighting age. Did they, did they once think it couldn't happen to them the way we think it would never happen to us? Would you volunteer to take arms or possibly die for your country? Let your child be grown up and let your soulmate go on alone. Will these times bring forth more legends, or is it just to be more loss of the innocents? Will more heroes be born or blood lost on the battlefield to fill the coffers of suited men who press the buttons and treat us all as pawns in their parlor games? I look at pictures of a world gone, of loved ones living in my heart in dark times. I call upon them, and all begins to fade. I want to take a moment and think about what you shared. It was there was so much conviction. I heard so much in that poem, Gordon. I heard so much, so much. Let's go back in time, my friend. Okay. Let's go back in time. Okay. Okay. What was an early experience where you learned that poetic language had power? Um, right. Now, by poetic language having power, it might not necessarily be from um, from from poetry. You know, there could be poetic language in in, in any any kind of literature. You know. Mm-hmm. And I'd I'd say probably as as a teenager reading you know some of the stories I would have read then probably even hearing some of the the ancient Greek myths you know hearing those stories now and the way it would would send the shiver down your spine you know yes and and probably when I started read, reading literature for myself you know. Mm-hmm. When you can hear it, 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 it touch you emotionally, you know. Yes. And and it's, it's reading the likes of that that would have eventually led me to reading poetry, you know. You know what I'd like you to do? It's on my mind. I want you to reread the poem that you just shared with us, please. You want me to reread it? Okay. Yes, I'd like that. Mm-hmm. I just find it. Okay. Okay, it's, it's called The Worst Thing About This War. The worst thing about this war is how the people look like you and I, how we can look at the sky and not fear what's falling on us, how they can all leave except for men of fighting age. Did they once think it couldn't happen to them, to them the way we think it will never happen to us? Would you volunteer to take arms or possibly die for your country? Let your child become an orphan. Let your soulmate go on alone. Will these times bring forth more legends, or is it just to be more loss of the innocents? Will more heroes be born or blood lost on the battlefield to fill the coffers of suited men who press the buttons and treat us all as pawns in their parlor game? I look at the pictures of a world gone, 
of loved ones living in my heart. In darkest times, I call upon them when all begins to fade. That's it. You know, sometimes you need to hear or read a poem more than once to attempt to understand what is being written or said. Now, that's, a very, again, a very powerful poem, and there's a lot of emotion in it for me, listening and reading it. Um, yeah, but, but I, sorry for interrupting you, but for, what I find is that every time I read it, that I read any of my poems, I learn something new about them, you know? That's, that's me, mm-hmm. personally, you know? Well, let me ask this question then. What is the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice, if there's a relationship? Because you speak with such conviction and such power, and that's, that's a very sometimes it comes across as being melancholy, very melancholy, I'll tell you that. But it's powerful. So what's the relationship? Um, well, they are, both, they are both related, you know. Mm, yes. And you... The words and the words in the poem, they they come from an outside source. You know, you're you're either seeing it, hearing it, you know, and and it's, it it forms in your mind. You know, it might just be a sketch at first, and when you put it down on paper, mm-hmm. you know, and when you get it all down on paper, you have an idea in your head of of, of what that picture is like. You know, and you 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 play with it until you have it as near as you can get it to to uh, but what you had in your head in the first place, you know. And that that picture is not fully drawn until until you read it aloud and you hear it, you know. Mm-hmm. Until you until you until you, you until you speak it out loud, you don't know whether it works or not, you know. Yeah. But they are definitely related, you know. Yes. You know, again, a lot of emotion in all of your works, I'm sure. Do you think someone can be called a poet if they don't feel strong emotions? Uh, poetry is such a vast subject, you know. It's very, it's uh, like poetry to me might be something totally different to, to, to somebody else, you know. There and there could be other poets out there you now that might think that I'm not a poet, you know. And you know, I I wouldn't I actually I wouldn't consider myself um, the right person to ask if if the the qualities of of somebody else's poetry, you know, when I when I when I'm not even sure about my own, you know. Mm-hmm. You believe in your own work, don't you? Not. Uh, I find it very, very, very hard to, to to believe in my own work. I never, I never feel as if it's finished. You know. Mm. I mean, I might finish something, something now, and if I look at it tomorrow on the page, I'll, I'll see mm-hmm. something that I want to change in it. You know. The, uh, there's there's very 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 little of of my my poems that I, I can read back over and feel satisfied with. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's what I wanted. I don't know. I I didn't achieve what I wanted to do in the first place. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, although although I assume mm-hmm. I assume I'm allowed to go back and change. You know, I think I'm allowed to do that. You know, I'm not sure. Yes. Well, um, here's a question for you. It says some okay. poets claim that a poem is like a living creature. Once it's out there, there's not much you can do to correct or improve it. But other poets edit meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take on that, my friend? I think once you've written something, you're, you you can you can make changes to it. You know, I did, didn't um, mm-hmm. uh, like I I've, I heard. Uh, I read one of the, I, I can't remember, remember which one it was, Lady Lazarus by Sylvia Platt. I heard her, I heard her read that, and her the version she read is completely different to, to the one on paper. 
there were, there was a verse missing of it, and and there was lines changed in it. You know, mm-hmm. Walt Whitman didn't he? Like he he was writing leaves of leaves of grass all his life, wasn't he? I think as far as I know. I mean, you you you, you can change, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to go back again to believing in your work. Yeah. I believe in your work. I believe in your work. How do you feel about yeah. that? Uh, I never know what the how to react, you know, when 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 mm-hmm. people say nice things nice things about about, about my stuff, you know. Yes, I, know. Uh, I can tell. You know, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I, I sometimes feel very guilty about uh, getting stuff published and, and stuff because because when I read about a lot of the other authors and poets and writers mm-hmm. out there, they they're very well educated, you know. And, and mm-hmm. I I left I left school at, at fifteen, you know, mm-hmm. but very but very little, you know. But uh, uh, but I am very well read, you know. But, but I have very little education. I'd feel mm-hmm. I'd feel guilty about that, you know. But the thing is, my knowing you somewhat, you do submit. You do submit. Um, I did, but in the beginning, I didn't. In in, That's okay. in the beginning, in the, in the beginning, uh, when I some of my poems and short stories, I just left them in the drawer, and mm-hmm. and my, my younger son and his girlfriend came across them and they they submitted them to magazines you know and it, and mm-hmm. it's only it's only after what that they came along after and told me that i was after getting after getting published you know i think the the first the first time they sent in two poems into a magazine and one of them was accepted you know and mm-hmm. they came back and told, told me about they said you have to get the poem accepted and i i was surprised because I, I i never submitted any you know right well, yeah. that was then. This is now. Yeah. Please share another poem. Okay. Uh, let me see. I'm going. I'm going to read a a poem. Let me let me see. I might read a poem now about uh, my daughter's illness, you know. Mm-hmm. And there last January, she was rushed to Dublin to have to have surgery, and we we just had to leave her off at the hospital because because of the lockdown, we weren't allowed in, you know. So we just had to leave her there and go home, and they would call us when the surgery's finished and when she's ready to, to bring her home, you know. So mm-hmm. we st- stayed in Dublin that night, and I, I wrote this poem in the hotel that night when I was on my own, you know, after leaving her, you know. So this is called The, the, thre- the thre- Threshold, okay? Watching specks of dust reaching for the light, I see my precious girl, can't I even say goodnight? I recall her first waddling steps, her race across the sun-hardened garden. I now witness her across the threshold to the place where demons go. Five times we guided her, five times we took her home. This time there is a curse which has her enter alone without the forehead kiss and lie alone. Can I send you something thinner than thoughts, taking away your pain and fear and replanting them into me? Are you resting now, your eyes closed, dreams crossing the astral plane to be, watched over by loved ones, and dried our fallen tears? Thank you. Mm. Yeah. What, when you write, Gordon, who are you having a conversation with? Um, most of the time, though, it's a it's a reaction to something, you know. It's it's a reaction to having witnessed something or heard something, you know. Some 
poems come from the strangest places with me. It, it could be a phrase that used that's used in, in in a song, or it could be a phrase that used in somebody else's poem. You know, there's a there's a poet that I, I, one or two of my poems came out of out of uh, um, Alicia Nicole Harris is, is an American poet that I, I I love her stuff. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't actually. Uh, it, I would I would hear a phrase that she would use, and I would just pick on that, you know. That that happens the odd time. Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of the poems is 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 me trying trying to understand an experience, you know, either something I see, something I hear, or an emotional uh, event that's happening in my life, you know. It's it's trying to come to terms with that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Let's take a brief break, Gordon, and we'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Because I never, I never feel that any of my stuff is is finished. You know, the, the stuff always needs mm-hmm. needs work. You know. Mm-hmm. So when see, you say uh, when you say finished, tell me a little bit more about that. What are you What are you saying? I, I guess I'm trying to to understand. What are you saying? Well. I think some of the I I, I think every time I read read, read over a poem, it, mm-hmm. like take for instance that one, the thing about the, the worst thing about the war, it just doesn't mm-hmm. flow right for me, you know. It 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 needs more it needs more work, you know. I probably put it out there too soon, you know, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. before it was finished, you know. Now, do you work with a writing group, a poetry group? Now, I know you talked about no, some people who were mentors. Yeah, but I, I was I was a member of that group for about five or six years, and then when mm-hmm. the, the pandemic came along, it closed down, and they didn't mm-hmm. start up again. The, the two people that that were involved in, like they're, they're uh, they they just had like there was, there was we were we were away for about two years because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, no, they yes. never, never, they couldn't come back to it, you know. Mm-hmm. And there is no, there's no writers group that's groups that I'm aware of in this area, you know. There probably is, but I, but, but I, I depend on public transport. Mm-hmm. Yes, know? I don't drive, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I'd have to get the bus or train, and there's no, the only place available on the net on the public transport is is Dublin, sort of, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, what about Zoom? There are countless groups on Zoom. Oh, man, I'm, I'm involved in a few groups, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm involved with Cultivating Voices, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. really a reading group, you know. And there's another one down, down in Limerick, 
Lions Square post that I'm involved with, you know, that are that are very good. They actually they actually let me read, you know. Mm. Yeah, so. Well, when you write, what surprises you most about your writing? Um, per, probably that people actually like it. You know, <laughs> that's that, that, Tell that, me more. That's Tell me more. That, 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 that surprises me. You know, I I I, I don't expect it. You know, and mm-hmm. and some people actually give me money for it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, yeah. Money is always good. <laughs> Money is always good. It comes in handy for buying ink and things like that, you know, on mm-hmm. paper, you know. Well, listen to this. Writers and poets write for a myriad of reasons. Some write primarily to speak a message to their audience, while others write because to stay silent is not an option. Why do you write? Yeah, right away, right. It's, I'd say probably to stay sane, you know? Mm. Yes. Probably probably to understand things that, things that I can't understand. Mm-hmm. That's, one, that's one thing I, I find writing does, is if there's things in your life that you don't fully understand, a great way of examining them is to write about them, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, you know, I, I made the statement earlier that I felt your work seemed to be very melancholy, but it's melancholy but real. It's real life. Uh, and that, to me, is extremely important, extremely important to be authentic in your writing. Yeah, well, I, I write about real things that, ha- that have happened, that happens in my life, yes. you know? Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're not... Uh, they're not things that I that, that I'm making up that are that are that are from my imagination. They they're things that really happened, you know. Yes. Please share another poem. Okay, I'll let's uh, see what I put up. I tried to find out where I put stuff. I don't want to keep do, doing things on the same lines, you know. Mm-hmm. So let me see. I didn't think I had so many poems. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do one called uh, Mother. Okay, this, this is a poem that I wrote about my mother, you know. Hmm? Mother ironed everything in sight. Socks, shorts, jackets, trousers, school ties, tea cloths, floor cloths. They all got thrown into the pile. Beds were stripped early in the morning left blowing on the wind, ironed and replaced on our beds. Once she washed and dried coal bags in, to return them to the coal man, he smiled and said, there's no need for that. All habits picked up by her hard, unsmiling mother. Mother soaked up all the pain for her children to make them feel good, feel good about themselves. She looked at the fly in the ceiling, wondered if it was her father taking the shape of the insect to lonely watch over her from a higher place. She often thought her past had come back to haunt her in all manner of, of imagined ways. Sometimes I imagine I sense her presence and smell her distinct perfume. Those times I'm so sure she's there. Sometimes I see her in the corner of my eye and I get the scent of her cigarette smoke. And I don't be surprised when I turn and see that I'm on my own. Could I read just another, could I read just one more companion one? Yes, uh, of course. About my father. All right, I like that. This is about the, the experience at my father's funeral. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, like that. This is called Goodbye. The young man wept tears of regret over the old man's grey frame, fingers lightly touching the folded hands as he approached and passed, off to find a solitary place to express his remorse, 
exercise his unexpected feeling of loss. The younger teenage boys passed the grey-suited man, fidgeting, not knowing what to do, wondering why they had to touch the cold skin. The the boys walked together, all the image of the grey man and his youth, all holding in the grief, tears falling to them in unmanly action. They held the grey man's hand, kissed his forehead, whispering private words, saying goodbye. I just wanted to get that one out. Yes, I like it. You know, Gordon, when you think about your work, your written work, has a poem ever humbled or frightened you? Uh, one poem frightened me, and still those I've, I've never actually read it, and, and I've never submitted it anywhere because of where mm-hmm. it came from, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. It, it, it came to be fully formed uh, in, from sleep. I woke with this with it in my head, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I'm afraid of it because I don't, I don't know where it came from. I don't know whether, I, whether, I, whether it's something I read and remembered, but it seemed to... But it wasn't fully formed, but it was near, nearly fully formed in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think should I read that? Yes, I'd love it. Yeah. I'd, I'd love it. If you share that, it's called it's called Cuckoo Nest Man, right? So, zip it, Matt. When Cuckoo Nest Man stays awake for thirty hours straight, does he count the time he stares at the blank screen? I get up to refill his cup. Does he count the time he goes over his mail and feels like giving up? Does he read over what he's done, change it, and find half is gone? Does he see chores that let him? that get him up on his feet, urgent deeds that need to be done, and drag him out of the seat. Get mad. Wow. As I said earlier, with your poetry, I like to allow it to marinate, <laughs> settle in, you know. I'm really glad that <laughs> I'm really glad that you chose to share that piece, uh, especially on my program. That really yeah. touched me. It really touched me. Yeah, is a poem <laughs> is a poem letting your guard down or building a wall? Um, it depends on the poet. It can do both, you know. Hmm. It can it can it can do both. It can build it can it can build a, a, a wall, and it can open a gate. You know, for you. It, dep- it depends on the poet. Depends on what it's about. Hmm. You know? I agree. And what I like about your work is that it's so accessible. I can understand it, and it touches me. But when you think about poetry. How hard should you work to solve a poem, to understand a poem? Uh, Do you mean to make it as accessible as possible and not try to complicate things, you know? Mm -hmm. There's some poetry, you know, that you you have to work at to understand it, you know. You have yes, to, that is true. You you might have to analyze, you know, some of it, you know. I'm not saying that's bad, you know. It, it's everybody everybody to their own, you know. You know, but if you compl- if you complicate, yeah, your 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 poetry, you're limited limiting your, yourself to only a certain uh, readership, you know. Mm-hmm. Like there's some readership out there that that uh, if if they have to work at it and analyze it and maybe research something to find out what it means, they're not going to bother, you know. Mm-hmm. No, you maybe know, not that they're about... not going to bother. They mightn't have the, the, the they mightn't have the ability to to research it, you know. Like mm-hmm. I would be honest, and I would tell you that I, there's, there's some stuff 
that I wouldn't, I haven't got the intelligence to understand, to be quite honest with you. All right. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as I was saying, you talked about James Steinbeck and some other writers from a different John, period John, of time. John Steinbeck. John, John Steinbeck, that's John right. Steinbeck, Thank you, yeah. sir. John yeah. Steinbeck, that's right, that's right. Uh, yeah. If you were a poet doing a different era, when, where would you want to exist? Um, probably in my own country, you know. I probably mm-hmm. would have liked to have the. I would have probably would have liked to have met Shona Casey, you know, Shona Casey, mm-hmm. you know, probably and, and Joyce, maybe, you know. Now, when did he live? Probably in the in the the early part of the nineteenth century, you know, would have mm-hmm. been a good time to live, you know, up mm-hmm. up to maybe the up to the forties, maybe, you know. What about his work intrigues you? Uh, it was new, you know. Mm-hmm. That they, they they were break they were breaking all the rules, you know, and they made it possible for uh, a lot a lot of writers nowadays to write the way they do, you know, because they, because they broke down barriers, you know. They broke down the the Victorian system and that, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, as I listen to you share, and I want you to share another piece in a moment, I'm wondering, does it hurt you to write poetry? If not, why not? Uh, I'll tell you what it does. It, it's therapeutic to write poetry for me anyway, you know, with, with, with a lot of the stuff that has happened in my life, you know, if I, it, it, it helps me under, it helps me to, to deal with it, you know, like for instance, mm-hmm. my, my daughter being ill over the last few years, it has helped me to write about it. Yes. You know? To get it out of your system. Yeah. Well, you, you will never get it out of your system, you know, but it's, it's coming to okay. terms with it, you know, Come, you know, oh, I like that. I like that. And grief as well. Like pe- 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 when when you're grieving somebody, people expect that that it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. But the thing about grief is you have to learn. You have to learn to live with that loss. You know, because yes. those people those people never leave you. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, people, you know that, there's people, a... people, people that you lose. As long as they're they're still living in your heart, they're not dead. You know. Yes, it's true. You know, there's a concept known, and maybe you know this concept, radical acceptance, that it is what it is. You may not like it, but it is what it is. And that's a hard one to swallow. Oh, yeah. You you have to kind of play the cards that you're dealt, don't you? You know, you have no choice. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Share another poem. Okay. Let me see. Says Greg's having no be trying to drag me off the stage. <laughs> okay, this is a an early one. It's called Portrait of an Introvert. You cut your steak into neat little pieces and eat your meal systematically one item at a time. Meat first, potatoes next, moving them into neat piles and then onto the veg, eaten with head bowed never gazing across the table at your partner, everywhere but there, eyes darting from side to side to get a hint of how to behave. With fingers brushing hair away, you glance at your inner mirror, carried within you always, to to see how you think you're viewed by the world. Okay. You hail from Ireland. I do, yeah. I live in the yeah. northwest, <laughs> up in, up All right. in the Gaul, you know. All right. I'm not from there. I'm, I'm not from there. I'm from the capital. I'm from Dublin, you know. All right. I'm from Dublin. How yeah. has how has 
living in Ireland, being born in Ireland, shape your writing? Um, well, I think we have, we have a great tradition of writing in this country, you know? We, mm-hmm. You know, we have, we have shaped... Irish people have a reputation for stories, you know? Mm-hmm. It, 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 we, we, we go back to Celtic times now where the the language where it was mostly oral stories uh, that were passed down to from parents from family to family, you know, and mm-hmm. the monks and then the monks in this country eventually put them on the paper, and they that they they become our, our classic uh, classical uh, literature from today, you know. So it's it's kind of a it's an Irish thing, writing, you know, and t- yes. not, not necessarily writing, but telling stories in, in particular, mm-hmm. you know, and, and telling mm-hmm. stories, you know, that's where poetry came from. Is it originally was from telling stories because it, poetry makes it makes stories easier to remember using rhyme and meter, you know, the, the, yes. the musicality of, of language. That's where it comes from. So the, 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 the Greeks and the Egyptians, that, that's, that's where their language started as well. From the oral tradition, you know, that's that's where their poet, poetry started from. You know? Gordon, I have a huge smile on my face because I feel like you've come alive since we've been together on this poetic journey, and it's incredible. And I like it. I like it. I like hearing you speak. I like hearing you speak your truth. I really, really do. And I like the authenticity of your work. I just wanted to share that. Something was in my spirit that made me share that. Right. Yeah. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> you don't need um, to say anything. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I write, I write poems as well. I write you write poems well. One more time. Well. I could... Yeah. Really? Wow. I do, yeah. I've, I've, <laughs> I've had about uh, I've had about 30, 30 stories published, you know. Oh, wow. Although I had, you although are I had a rejection last week. I had a rejection last week. Mhm. You know? Yeah. But that still won't stop you from writing, right? I know. I I I I send it somewhere else, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. We're going to take a brief break and I'll okay. be right back. All right. That's great. Great. I, I just call me here. All back. I'm Michael Anthony Ingram. I'm here with Gordon Ferris. Gordon. Can you hear oh, me? Yes, yeah. sir. Yes. Please yeah. share a poem. I will write. Okay. I'll read another one now about my, about my daughter. You know? All right. This one is in her voice. And it's uh, it's about the next day after her, about a while after her having her surgery. It's called Into Darkness. I take the last steps as carefully as the first steps, each step thought about. I rise with the desire as it's developed from rest and thought. Sometimes desire abandons me. I don't want to rise, just want to lay here. 
Listen to books as my eyes won't let me see the words. The sounds on the street, I don't know how near or far the cars are. The sound right beside me, are they going to hit me? The depth of my footfall, how high or low the path, am I walking into a hole? Is this sound that of the flow, flowing river under underfoot of them on the bridge? Will I walk into its waters? Thank you. Mm-hmm. That was that was wow. realizing that 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 was realizing that she's blind, you know, that she couldn't see. Mm. My friend, what do you hope readers get from encountering your poems? What do you want them to to take away? Um, I hope that it that it's. Uh, that it's that it's okay to to experience the negative parts of life and to 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 learn how to deal learn learn how to deal with them you know mm-hmm. and hopefully to look to to look into somebody else's life you know not not mm-hmm. just their own not yes. just their own little world you know. Mm-hmm. I don't. It, it's kind of hard. that's a, a very difficult question to answer, you know. Yes. Well, to me, yes. it's, it's empathy. Yeah. To me, as I define empathy, is you, you yeah. can't understand another person's story in to- totality. Attempt to listen. Attempt to work with the feelings that go along with the story. So when people yeah. read or hear your work, the feelings are in it. Yeah. You know, you can see, in my mind, it's visceral. You can sense what you're sharing. And that builds that bridge between us, my friend. That builds that yeah. bridge between us. I think so. Now, yeah. with this next question, and this is a hard one for me to answer as I think about you, does writing energize or exhaust you? Uh. You might not get the answer that you're that you're that you're, you're expecting, you know. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I find I find writing and it energizes me greatly, you know. Oh wow! If I don't get wow. a, if I don't get a certain amount of writing done mm-hmm. every day, I actually get depressed, you know. Because if I had something in mind that I had to get done and I wanted to get it done, as far as writing is concerned. If I don't if I don't get that done I get I get depressed because I haven't got that done because it's 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 important to me, you know. Even though I never mm-hmm. feel satis- satisfied with what I've done, if I don't make the attempt, I I get depressed about it. You know, wow. in everything that I've ever done throughout my life, I've never I have never I've done many things, I've worked at many jobs d- down the years, you know. And mm-hmm. I've never had the same I've never had the same feeling about, about anything that I've ever done, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I have very few regrets in my life, you know. Probably the yes. only regret I ever had was not learning how to drive, you know. I, reg- I regret mm-hmm. that greatly, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, can you still learn to drive? I'm, too, I'm probably too old now. I'm 65 now. No, you're, <laughs> you're not too old. <laughs> you're not too old, my friend. <laughs> you may feel like it, but you're not too old. <laughs> no, no. There's there, there too many too many people walking on, on the footpath that I'd feel like running over, you know. <laughs> okay, here's a question for you. <laughs> <Okay>. Now, <laughs> your writing is primarily title. Am I correct? The poems um, are titled. Yeah, that, that, I find that very difficult. A, a lot of the, a lot of the titles, the uh, autocorrect gave the title. Mm-hmm. Well, how important um, is it to title your poems? Um, convention tells me that I, that I have to put a title on it, you know. But if I had my own way, I'd, I would just number them, you know. But I think mm-hmm. somebody else did. Somebody else did that, didn't they? Emily Dickinson did that, you know. Yes. But it's it, it, it's very it's very hard to get it to get a title that suits the poem, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very 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 I find it very very difficult, you know, to get it. What is the difficult part? What's the difficult part? It's it's trying to get a get a title that 
captures the whole of the poem, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. A, a lot of the time, I write those, if I put a title on it, it only captures captures a small fraction of it. A good few mm-hmm. of my poems where I'll just have the, you know, you know the way when you when you save the document on your on your on your computer, it just puts the first few first line. So there's a good few mm-hmm. of my poems that I just have that first line as its title. Mm-hmm. The computer gave it gave it the uh, title, not me. You know? mm-hmm. I think I think there's a, there's very few poems that I actually gave the title to. You know, the silence mm-hmm. got wishes. You know? You know, this following question is one that I've asked over 200 times, but it's important in my mind anyway. So okay. much is happening in the world. You talked about Ukraine. You wrote a poem about Ukraine, and there's issues around the globe. What yeah. The question is, what is the role of a poet in modern-day society? Uh That's a very, very difficult question. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say it's probably to, to try to interpret the the world we see about us and mm-hmm. create create understanding and empathy mm-hmm. about what we see. Yes. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say yeah. that's that's one one question, you know, but it, that, that that's that's one answer. But that that question uh, would take an awful lot of thought. There's there's Numerous answers you could give to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you answered it perfectly. Yeah. There are no rights or wrongs. There are no rights there's or not. wrongs. There's not, you know, and and, mm-hmm. and, and the subjects and, and the subjects and themes and ways of writing poetry are just limitless, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that, there's new there's new ways of, of writing poetry coming up every day, you know. Yes. Yeah. You know, we're almost at the end of our poetic journey. But I'd like you to share one more piece. Yes. (laughs) I'd like you to share one more piece before we go. Okay. Let me see. I'll just have a look and see if I find something. I read that. I read that. I read that. Excuse me, you know, for, for I'm just I had one that I was I wanted to read and I can't remember where to put it. I'm getting old. <laughs> okay. This, this one this is called the silence. This is from the but my uh only grandchildren are they live in France, you know, and they come mm-hmm. over to stay with they come over to stay with us every summer. They're actually coming next week, you know. But I wrote, I wrote this uh, the last time they were here and they were going home, so I wrote this after they went back. It's called the silence. In like a tornado, three mini whirlwinds whooshing around, gathering smiles. Their departure will bring tears of all the re- reminders. The loudest is the silence. I wonder if in the distance between us, will they look up at the stars? And if they look at the moon, will they see the same light as I do? There we are. Yes. Well, that was something something different. I didn't want to be trying trying, trying to, to lift the mood a bit. All right. Of course, I'm here. Can of course, a, I'm here listening. Can I read a short? It's a, a short one that I wrote. Uh, yes, please do. Please do. I wrote this. I, I wrote this after uh, been listening to a lot of poetry on on uh, on during during the pandemic and that. Now, you know, a lot of poetry readings and hearing the poets reading themselves. And this is called self. Discovered from listening to poets read their work that I'm allowed to talk to myself. And after I listen to these poets, I can loosen the restraints on my own efforts 
and know the words I'm allowed to use. I can sing a song of myself. I just wanted to ring, read that one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Where can listeners find your work? Um, well, I have no book out yet. But mm-hmm. a, a lot of my, my stuff would be on uh, the Galbraith Review is online website and uh, A New Ulster is another one mm-hmm. and Inspire magazine has a lot of my stuff in in their magazine and on, they're on, on, a, on a few other anthologies as well I can't remember the numbers that, that they're on and then the Thorian uh, Poetry Journal is another one you know wow very nice how can listeners stay in touch with you? How can they stay in touch with you, my friend? Um, yeah, yeah, I can. I, I, I don't know what put my. I, I'm on Facebook. Okay. You know, I, I have okay. a, a, a mm-hmm. Facebook page there now. So mm-hmm. if anybody wants to send friend requests, or they can find it. Can find it. Find out about. I, I post any po- poems I get uh, published. I post mm-hmm. them on, on on my Facebook page, you know. Right. Most of my, right. most of my friends on on Facebook are writers anyway, you know. So. Mm-hmm. All right. What's next for you, my friend? Where do you go from here? Um. Next for me is I'm hoping to try and put a connection together, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm also I'm in the process of writing a series of poems about my daughter's experience you know i've written i've written about five or six poems which have covered her times in hospital and that you know so i just i mean, hope to write it in three parts mm-hmm. during before her surgery her growing up during her illness and what you like now you know and what yes. i what i hope what i hope to capture in it is her spirit in dealing with what she's dealt with, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, yes. that she, she's the sort of person that when she is ill, she's worried about you. Mm, yes. She's a, a special person. Mm-hmm. You know? so what's, just, what's her first name? Her name is Sarah. 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 Well, let's dedicate Sarah. this program to Tara. We'll dedicate Sarah. it to Tara. Her name is Sarah. Sarah. Sharon. S- Sarah. Yeah, okay. Sarah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought originally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this program is dedicated oh. to her, all your children, yeah. all your children. Yeah. And your other son is named Matthew, right? The one that assisted no, in no, terms of... My other, no, I have a son, Martin, and I have a son, Simon, and David. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like that. I like yeah. that. Let's yeah. include everybody. They're all special. Yes, they are. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. They've got a fantastic dad. A fantastic dad. Well, we've reached the end, my friend, of our it's poetic journey. Okay. <laughs> it's over. It's almost over. I well, want to thank you. I, I am so glad that I've met you. I really, really am. It's been a, it's you know, been a great experience. Lived, <laughs> it's been a well, great experience. you've lived a life. <laughs> you've lived a life. Thank you. Yeah, not, you've lived a life. A long well, life. You, and you I can't heard, make you, you've only heard <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more. You've lived a yeah. long life. And I oh, can't yeah. make you. <laughs> I can't make you believe in yourself. But, man, I'm going to tell you the truth. I believe in you. I believe in you and what you're attempting to do. I do. And I don't say that to everybody. But I believe in you. Your work is incredible. Thank you for that. Your work is incredible. You're very, very talented. Exceptionally so. So I want you to embrace what I'm saying. I want you to embrace what I'm saying. Just take it, let it allow it to soak in. All right, sink in, rather, whichever one. (laughs) Okay. Well. (laughs) I've no no words for that. I'm very sad I'm stuck for words, but I'm stuck for words now. That's okay. 
Don't, you don't need yeah. to say anything. You don't need to yeah. say anything. It's all right. All right, good people. Thank you a lot for that. We've, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've come to the end of the program. I want to thank you for tuning in, as you always do. And as I share every week, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Take care, everybody. All right. Quintessential Listening Poetry Online Radio is available on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. You can also check out the website at qlpor.com.